Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Yes, sir. And uh, Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. Uh, so glad that you guys are here. Uh, I will say Thanks this. for having us. Well, we don't, often, we don't have everybody all the time. We've, I've missed you guys. We had John Edwards do a little show last time. And then before that, I think uh, you, Tom couldn't be here. Yeah, it was, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, you Seriously? were out, you were out noodling, if I remember. That's correctly. right. That's exactly oh, right. Chopsticks, ch- noodling with chopsticks. Oh, that's did you, right. Did you blind In any catfish? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, anyway. All that aside, now, but we have both of you here, and that's exciting. Yes. And it's interesting because uh, as I look to my left, where Ziggy is sitting, he's on fire. He's literally burning at this point. Ow! I know. And so he sent me an email saying, "I'm burning, Deacon Jeff." And he was saying that his heart was burning. This has been his heart has been on fire uh, with uh, this topic that he wanted to talk about. And I said, "Well, the floor is yours, or radio waves, or whatever you call these things. The ones and zeros of digital platforming are all yours now." So. Perch yourself on top of the ones and zeros and have at it. Oh, well, thank you. And by the way, when I first said that my heart was burning, you did recommend an antacid. I did because I, I care about you. I care about you. I like the flavored, the, the, like the fruit flavored ones are my favorite, but really it's up to you. As long as they're chalky. That's yes. what makes it good. <laughs> you, you draw with them on the chalkboard? Yes. yes. All right. Before we get too far off. <laughs> All righty. So here's the thing that I've... I feel like the Holy Spirit has been instructing my heart on something that uh, over the years in various uh, contexts, I think I really started learning this as I was working in, uh, you know, parish evangelization programs and, and directly uh, ministering to people, especially welcoming in people who are, you know, from outside the church. And, you know, it's up to you at that point to be uh, sort of the face of the church, you know, there, you are their introduction to the church. And one of the things that I learned in those processes was that I was learning a lot, but what I was learning was actually, I was unlearning. So I was learning a so, lot. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. So you were, you, you went for some little, little self-improvement, you know, spiritual uplifting, right? Yeah. And you were learning things, which we, we all want to do, right? Yes. Tom's always trying to learn new things. Hard. That's right. That's okay. Um, and I do the same thing. So I read things, you know, I'm trying to learn. And so I'm acquiring new information and learning. Yes. Now what you're saying is what you discovered in this process. Right. That you weren't learning so much as you were unlearning describe what that because i want people to follow along here because that's why i think this is going to be an interesting program because i think there's a lot of people who need to unlearn (laughs) no yes i think we all do and it's what i came to see in terms of spiritual learning is largely unlearning because ultimately our faith is god who is love incarnating himself in human beings, in you, in me, in each of us, desiring that and desiring us each to become love. Well, you know what? We all have a lot of junk inside us that interferes with our ability to really will the good of the other as the other. Um, And there's also a lot of, and that junk comes from a variety of different sources. It can be um, 
we, you know, it could be our culture uh, and 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 how and we're family, con- our family. You know, it could be how we're conditioned to see people, how to think about people, how to think about people from different uh, ethnic and racial or socioeconomic groups. It could be, um, you know, our our how we might box people in and deal with people. It also can have to do with how we. Uh, how we process others, how we respond to someone if they have a varying degrees of emotions that they're showing. If someone's angry, am I all of a sudden getting angry? If somebody is, you know, uh, sad, right. is that affecting me? And so I learned over time that in in the spiritual life, as you're as you're growing, you're actually unlearning old habits. And you know they say there's a line that uh, the longest road is the line is the uh, is the road between like from the the head to the heart, and I think this is largely uh, you you could restate what we're saying with regard to that as well. But um, really learning to catch myself on how I'm sort of pre-programmed to think, how I'm pre-programmed just by our culture and by society to treat others to respond in a given situation. And, and so uh, that's what I have found uh, is, a, is a helpful paradigm for, for spiritual learning is saying, like, learning is unlearning. So when you hear, so as I'm listening to you, uh, I, I, I get what you're saying. And yep. actually, I agree 100%. I, the only thing that makes me nervous and the thing that we need to talk about a little bit is, like, you're talking about spiritual growth, yes. like, right? Versus, I, 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 I want to caution people. I want to make sure people understand we're not talking necessarily. I don't want to get bogged down into politics. Oh, no. Because, yeah. well, but right now in this day and age that we live in, you have all these people who are saying things, and I want to be cautious here. I, I don't. I, what is it that you see as the basis, right? When you're saying unlearning, how, how do you know that what you're, what you're unlearning is bad? Yeah. How, how do you know that you're peeling away bad things? Ah. Right? Because you have a lot of people who right now say, I don't care who you are or what you think, that because you're, let's say, a, a certain skin color or a certain type or a certain class, you you have this stuff and, and you have a problem there. You you have a problem. You're like, going, but I didn't think I had a problem. Right. And people are saying you do have a problem. So I don't, I, when we're talking about spiritual learning here, right, right. I want to make sure we, we're not confusing people and making people think that we think that there's this this uh, this evil that's essentially you've been programmed in in terms of how you treat others. That when you're talking about treating others, right. that's the thing. Because I am all for uh, uh, doing what what the Bible tells us, doing what Jesus tells us to do, and living in a way yeah. that we're supposed to. But I just don't want to get people to get wrapped up in the sort of politics no. of this. So let's get more in depth in terms of like what are we talking about spiritual learning? What is that? What is what are we learning? So a couple or what things. are we unlearning to get to that? Right, right. So there's two things that come to mind as I'm listening to you. First is, you know, the Lord Jesus warned us about the world. You know, the world hated him first and that they would come to hate us, the world would come to hate us each as well as his disciples. And, you know, evil thrives in lies. And our culture uh, is one that has succumbed to a lot of lies. And the fact of the matter is, every culture around the world has. You know, it's, there's not like some culture that is completely uh, uh, consecrated to, to, right. to Jesus. And what we a lot of times are doing is we're letting into our heart, you know, deceptions from the enemy that we're all just trained to think a certain way. But uh, so first of all, I'll say like, say that is you know that 
lies, they have their origin in the enemy, in the works of, of the enemy. Yeah, he's father of lies. Right, father of lies, exactly. So first I'll say that. That's where the source is. Secondly, I would say, um, from a spiritual perspective, I think that we in our culture, uh, especially, we've lost track of personhood. And I think that that's relevant on a lot of levels. We did a levels. show on personhood. We did do a show on, on yeah. personhood. And I think it's important to kind of be grounded in that for a second. Because there's a couple of things. Like, one, so there's a line from uh, G.K. Chesterton where he says that uh, the definition of insanity, I'm paraphrasing, is a failure to recognize uh, reality outside your own thoughts. Right? And a lot of times we can make the mistake of assuming well, whatever I think about this situation, that's reality. Or whatever I think this person is thinking, I know what they are thinking. We can really convince ourselves that we've really boxed in a moment. We've figured people out. And what God moved me to uh, see is that, you know, with his desire for, to incarnate himself in each human person, well, God moves in mystery. And so we should also likewise receive, be open to receiving God in mystery in both as God, but also receiving people in mystery by receiving the fact that God can move in mystery in right. others. No, so that's beautiful. And, and that makes sense to me because what we're essentially doing when we're unlearning is essentially we're allowing ourselves to be transformed. And the thing is, what are we allowing ourselves to be transformed, you know, by? And that's something that comes from the heart of the church. Yes. Right. Because right now in in the world of politics, when when I'm told that uh, that I need to unlearn, you know, however many centuries of things that have been essentially sure, bred into sure. me, those things lead me away from the church. Right. Right. So in terms of what the church views about human sexuality, about marriage, about uh, when life begins, um, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, you know uh, about treating others with respect and dignity and every human person, et cetera, et cetera, those things actually. You know, when you look in the world of politics, it's it's a it's a bad thing to. I don't want to fall into the unlearning trap in there. However, right, I do also realize that I need to allow the Lord to move in me freely. Right, and that's what you're talking about when you get to this unlearning thing. Yes, and I think also it's a mortification of pride. You know, at the end of the day, uh, our pride is the thing that tells us we have everything figured out. Our pride is the thing that a lot of times causes us to build up expectations about what a person's going to do, expectations about what the Lord is going to do. Why are you rolling your eyes, Tom? Tom's over there rolling his eyes. No, I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. You start talking about pride, and Tom's like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. No, but I, I with, with, you know, in terms of, uh, so there's a, I think it's important for us to be mindful, too, of the fact that as we surrender our expectations, as we surrender our uh, preconceived notions, and we're really focused on receiving God. Like, I heard a friend of mine who's a priest, he said he loves the fact that there's an emphasis, because he, he actually was a Baptist for a long period of time, and he converted to uh, Catholicism, and he said, I love the emphasis on one hand in Christianity on relationship with Jesus. But he said, unfortunately, the problem is, is some people can then reduce Jesus to a relationship. And all of a sudden, Jesus is what I've defined him to be, 
within the context of how I'm relating to him and how I'm thinking of him. And he said, are we focusing on, if we're, should we be focusing on that or should we be focusing on beholding God? Yeah, see, that's just, this is the unlearning part that I was really in, uh, encouraged by when, when you were talking to me about this idea, this concept, because yes, we usually, we usually come at this thing saying like, here's where I want to go today. Here's what I want to do today. Here's what I think is best. So I'm going to read this, X number of chapters of that. I'm going to study this. I'm going to follow this path. And, and when I'm done, I'm going to be here. And, and you basically just told God what you're going to do. Yeah, you, yeah. you have defined the relationship where you haven't allowed God to. And one of the things, we've also done shows on this, and I've talked about it extensively, and I think all of you guys as well, about vulnerability, about willing to be vulnerable and open to God. And it's as if you're having a conversation that says, like, um, you know, where is the Lord taking me? And, and you answer yourself by saying, I don't know, but I'm going. Right. right. So you are willing to follow where the Lord takes you. That is not easy to do, and that requires unlearning. That requires us to stop trying to take control right. of where we're going, to allow God to sort of set new parameters, a new uh, a new place to go, and it requires trust. That ain't the easiest thing to do. You know, a friend of our show that we've mentioned many times, Mr. Mike Bishop, he... Uh, oh, I just got a hug. <laughs> you get a hug just by mentioning his name. A bish number five. <laughs> yep. So Bish has a has a phrase that he picked up from a priest who's a friend of his that he loves to use, and that's "run to the anointing." Mm. And uh, yeah. that phrase, what it, here's what it means: He said the priest told Bish that um, a lot all too often when we're praying, and especially like we might be praying about our vocation, our mission in life, which is a great thing. We're sitting there saying, "God, anoint me, anoint me." Just pour forth that anointing. Set me up. Send me on my mission. Send me, Lord. Here I am. Just tell me where to go. And he said, instead, instead on just focusing on sort of a mission that begins with you, right? Lord, bless, you know, put that blessing on me. Instead, let us pray that God will give us eyes to see what the Lord is already doing in our midst. Mm-hmm. And then let's run to that anointing and build upon it. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard that there was another, uh, uh, there's a book that I read long ago where, where it said that freedom in Christ uh, includes sort of that level of freedom that is made possible, in, uh, you know, by spontaneity as well. Mm-hmm. That he said, to like, our Lord, uh, this is Timothy Radcliffe, uh, a uh, Dominican friar who w- at one point was the master of the order. He said, our Lord is the Lord who looked at Zacchaeus in the tree and said, come down, I'm going to have dinner with you tonight. And he said that being having that level of openness to letting the Lord work in spontaneity, you know, that's the spice of the spiritual life, basically. Yeah. But we close that off when we allow things, to, when we preset everything and we're set in our ways and we have our objectives that we want to accomplish there's a lot of danger that comes with that. There's potential danger there because when you, when you, it's like, uh, I'm going to show my age, but like when I was growing up, you know, my mom used to always, and my mom and dad, when we'd go on a family trip, they'd go and they'd go to AAA and they'd get a trip tick. You know, they'd have print out some little thing that Loved them. showed you everything, where you were going to stop. You and know what all. that is, Sam? I, I think I do, yes. Okay. No, that means no. He map. doesn't have a clue. <laughs> Isn't a trip tick a, like a three-fold out? No. no. A trip tick. 
uh, like ticket, like T I C K. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a bas- essentially it is a it's a travel plan right. that uh, if you're a triple A AAA member, I think they probably still have them. They do because there's enough people around that mm-hmm. that. But you know now everything's on our phone. Yeah, and you just tell it like I want to go to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> And it tells you how to get to Cleveland, right? And it shows you everything along the way. Well, these things had, were all printed out, right? And and just it's what the deal is is it was it would take any sense of adventure out of the trip. Mm. Um, you had to work hard to have adventure. I mean, you didn't just pull over on the side of the road because you saw a sign for the world's largest ball of yarn. Yeah, you know, you know, and where would that take you, right? You, you just didn't do that as much. Now there are people I knew I'd heard of that had done that. And I marveled at those stories, but that required unlearning because you had to let go of this plan. This I got this plan. Mm-hmm. So as you're saying that, I'm reminded, uh, you know, something that God has taught my heart over the years. Also, is God's only going to give us enough light to see our next step. You know, we we might come up with some sort of a plan of this is my five year plan for my life, but that yeah. is not that's not the the been revealed by God. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we think what we think. Uh, and we, you know, to make our next step, one of the things that also requires unlearning is, you know, it might be that once we make that step, that next step, it could be that God did guide our, guide us to step B, but it was for completely different reasons than we yeah, anticipated. Exactly. So, and this is the part where people start to say like, no, wait, so what you're saying is don't plan anything. So don't make a, you know, like if you're, if your child's getting married, just don't even set any plans. Don't even worry about hiring a caterer or buying a dress or, uh, you know, the, the cake people. Don't even worry about any of that stuff. It'll all work out. <laughs> just be totally open and vulnerable. The answer is no. no. There are things that we plan. And you can even make a five-year plan for yourself. But don't hold yourself to that five-year plan within that plan should be times for review right which really means time for prayer time for discernment right where you and and really times for vulnerability to to constantly allow the holy spirit to work right and then as you say along the way in that plan make there be some some sacramental rest stops along the way so that so that you can allow the graces from eucharist from confession uh from adoration from prayer time from uh, discernment and other spiritual uh, blessings along the way to actually sort of mold and, and be constantly in conversation with God. So your plan, you can have us like, if someone says like, what's your five-year plan? Well, I, I think this, but let me just, a little caveat, I'm probably not going to get there. It's not, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the direction I'm heading today. Right. Right. And, and that that's hard to do. I it think. is. Well, I think we as human beings, we are we are a fearful people, you know, and it is easy to – the nice thing, if we have everything figured out and planned out and we think that we have every all, – all people in the world figured out and planned out, we think we have God perfectly understood where as long as we check these boxes, he's we're, we're chill with God. At that point, there's a sense of control. Yeah. Right? That allows us to sort of like medicate that fear, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And what God is calling us to do is trust in his perfect goodness and trust that, you know what, you, part of faith is not having everything figured out. Part of faith is walking through that dark night, only seeing a little bit at a time, but being open to that. And that includes also in how we relate to others mm-hmm. 
Uh, you know, and, and that includes also there could be people in our life that we may judge harshly and really not ever see as being someone that God could work through right. to, t- to teach us something. And that's a dangerous place for us to be, mm-hmm. right? Because God is God. And we need to let him be God and, we, and, and receive each person in mystery and receive in order to receive God in mystery. So if someone's listening now and going like, I, you know, I don't know if I maybe I have a problem with unlearning. Maybe I don't. How, what do you think are some obstacles to unlearning? What keeps us from being willing to unlearn? Right. To willing to unwilling to let go. What 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 keeps us from from, uh, from unlearning? Well, in a in a marriage context, I heard uh, I talked to somebody who was involved in, in marriage counseling on a on a similar uh, topic, and uh, he said something that I found very interesting. There was a don't st- say wife, huh? Don't say wife. What's the wife's problem? What do you say? Yeah, that keeps us from unlearning. Oh no. <laughs> Stop. Hey, you're going to get, you're gonna gonna get in trouble. Shot. Yeah. No, the, but the marriage counselor, he said that uh, they did a study of uh, couples that are most, what are the, from the things they're telling their therapists, what couples have the most clear warning sign that it's not going to work out and which ones have the clearest signs that they are going to work out. Hmm. And the clearest sign that they weren't going to work out were the couples that walked in that, that had their spouse completely quote figured out i know that when she says this or when he does this he really means this or he's trying to do this i've got them figured out but he said but when the couples come in with the attitude of saying you know what i'm still getting to know my spouse we've been married for 25 years and i'm learning new things about them every day he's like that that's the healthiest predisposition Hmm. for uh, a married couple, yeah, and 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 so I think in that same regard, um, if we tend to think we have people figured out, uh, then are we really taking the time to receive from them, right. or are we just sort of boxing them in so that we can manage them internally and manage our own decision process and not have to really worry about? their needs and who they are yeah i've been married for 33 years and i'm 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 marvel every day at at the things i still don't know about myself (laughs) you know (laughs) well actually you know it's funny you say that because also let us also receive ourselves in mystery Mm -hmm. because you know at the end of the day god is also trying to move through us and work through us and let's not box ourselves in in the same way i mean god can do whatever god wills to do through any of us amen and again i know it's a challenge uh, and this is one of those shows where it's like i don't know if we can have a top 10 list of you know ways to unlearn um <laughs> but but i think that we, there's a couple of things that we can do i think to help people if we want to guide them down the path of unlearning um and one of those i think is is seriously tom if if we do have a top 10 list what is always on our Top ten oh, list. Confession. Go into confession, and, and the reason I even bring it up is, is because it's like I, one of the things that sin does is it clouds our our thinking. It it's clouds true. our ability to. Uh, you you cannot analyze yourself. You can't look at yourself. You can't discern honestly if you're burdened by sin. Right. Yeah. It, it it's a it's a it's a terrible masking, and it just covers up who we are. And so one of the things to do is is to is go to confession. Go to confession, and, and maybe there might be some sins that you just have kind of really wanted to ignore or not bring up or whatever, and just deep down, soul-searching a good confession. Start there, and then immediately follow up with, with other sacraments, specifically Eucharist. Mm-hmm. 
right? Going uh, to to receive the Eucharist um, and allowing God's grace to work in you. Um, I I love the idea of this. Uh, of unlearning and what it means is being vulnerable. And ultimately what we're trying to do is allowing God to transform us. And I love the image of Eucharist because uh, when I teach about Eucharist, one of the things I end up saying is the old expression, you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. Right? Would you rather be junk food? Would you rather be sin? It's whatever you consume, you become. Mm-hmm. Right? You you start to become this slowly. Wouldn't you rather be more Christ-like? Mm-hmm. Right? You're receiving the Eucharist, and if you allow, so after a good confession, receiving the Eucharist, I mean, you're, you're, you're Christ-like. Yeah. I mean, you're not God. You're not going to become God because you received the Eucharist. But ultimately, you are going to grow closer to him, which allows him to change you. Mm-hmm. Yes. In, in all of this, in this unlearning, you're allowing yourself to be changed. And the sooner we can realize that all these various parameters that we set up around these walls that we build up around ourselves, our little castle, you know, in our little mind palace. John Edwards calls uh, it calls this up here a mind palace. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like we set up this little vision of where we think we are when in reality all we're doing is uh, we're hiding. Yeah. Right? And so we need to, to, to unlearn. We've got to allow the supernatural, the, the graces of Almighty God to, to work their wonders in us. And also to pray to, you know, Lord, help me receive others better. Help me actually care about what others around me might need and what might think. And, you know, one question we can ask ourselves, you know, we hear in the Bible that it's better to give than to receive. Well, in a conversation, who's the bigger giver? The person who's talking or the person who's listening? Yeah, amen. And, I, you know, it's so funny. I just heard a homily this morning from the priest, and the, the priest said, um, do you ever think, you know, if you're having a problem just to say, God, I need your help? And then allow him to do it, mm-hmm. right? And because we want to help ourselves, we want to fix everything. We have this idea that you know, I asked God for help, nothing happened, so I figured I needed to do these things. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we're going to you know start our own little self help practice, and we don't really help ourselves. Right? When we do that. So, so prayer, allowing to being vulnerable, allowing God to work in our lives. And you know what? If we have a significant other in our lives, allowing them into our our heart and our soul the way God intended, that's another powerful thing that we can do for ourselves. So these are some really cool, uh, practical things, I think, in this concept of unlearning that I think that, uh, you know, you want to fix the world or you want to be in a world that's better than it is right now, speaking of politics and all the problems that are out there, I think if we had, if we all did a little unlearning and stopped letting the world feed us with a whole bunch of garbage, uh, I think that that's that's the path we need to take. And so let's let's all unlearn together. We're going to enroll in the school of unlearning. We'll get our diplomas Amen. as soon as possible. Amen. And let's ask the Blessed Mother to help us in that endeavor. She's dean of the school. Amen. <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.